nearly two years ago, I started on the task of trying to put together all my memories of my parents. As a first stage, I thought it would be interesting to record everything that I know about the lives of my parents before I was born. So what kind of people were my parents? I knew them as very fine, warm, optimistic, interesting to know, and very patriotic. Poland was important for both my parents. I would say that my father was understated. You could easily underestimate him. He was highly intelligent, had a great sense of humour. He was patient as to the turning of the wheel of history. His favourite phrase was hasten slowly, spearship of Oli. My mother was cautious, bright, quite ambitious, quite pushy as regarding my academic performance, very hard-working. And although she was very patriotic, she did feel that after the Second World War, the project of a truly independent Poland had failed and was finished. I'm going to divide this recording into three parts. Firstly, what I remember being told about my parents' lives before World War II. Secondly, and this will be the shortest bit, what I learned about their lives during World War II. And the last bit is what happened after the war, before I was born. So let's start with my father. My father had many siblings. I knew about aunts Maria, Lola and Luta, and Uncle Mariusz. In the UK, the only relatives we had were Stash and Oskar Wyrożemsce and Stash's mother. She was somehow related to the Wroblewskis. The only person who knew my father in the UK before the war was a lady called Pani Wankowska. Her parties were a window on the sort of life my father had led before the Second World War. Kanapki, many courses, various kinds of alcohol. It was in the 1960s my father remembered the very first time he saw an aeroplane as a young child. It seemed to him so long ago. He also told him that at school he'd been told that the atom was the smallest unit of matter that you could get. My father grew up in a small manor house in the Ukraine, which at the time was under Russian control. Because my father had a Russian nanny as a boy, he would have been fluent in Russian. He remembered a trip to the Black Sea by horse and carriage would have taken a few days. He told me that he was brought in by his nanny to see his parents in the morning for prayers and then was brought before his parents to say goodnight in the evening. He went to boarding school, but as Russia fell apart, he skipped school and joined the many young men who were going to fight for Polish independence. He joined the Polish cavalry. And his life as a Polish cavalry officer must have been quite glamorous. That as one of the sports, they raced their horses. And that his horse carefully carried him across a difficult water jump. A couple of days ago, I remember that my father could play carols on the piano, reconstructing the tunes from memory. He was quite musical, and he used to hum and sing the chorus of a Polish cavalry song, which I think in its original version, was quite bawdy, but I just remember the chorus, which went something like this. I apologize for my out-of-tune voice. I leave the rest to your imagination. So now, over to my mother. Her father died shortly after returning home from World War I, 
I knew that their home had a large garden that was fruit and bees, and I suspect the small holding was one of the ways that my grandmother managed to keep her children fed. It was a very religious household, and when Gdańsk was awarded the status of a free city, and Polish trains were admitted to the city, my mother remembers how her mother had the family kneel down when Polish goods wagons with the Polish eagle travelled on the railway. My mother had two sisters, the eldest Sesha, the youngest Yasha, and a brother Kazik. My mother admired Kazik. He kept bees, was talented, played the violin. Mum did brilliantly at school, learning multiple languages. She was fluent in German, loved German culture and literature. But whether or not she went to university is a big question mark. I suspect, because of family finances, that after completing school, with very high marks in languages, she went to work. Now, although my mother was fascinated and loved German culture, she was equally very, very strong against the Nazis, Hitler, and the Nazification of Gdańsk, the attempt by Hitler's supporters to get everybody in Gdańsk to support Hitler. My mum saw the Polish scouting movement as a defence to stop young people being attracted by what the Nazis were doing. She told me about rowing on Gdańsk Bay and skiing trips with her scouts in the Tatra Mountains. My mother worked in the Polish post office. Once she told me that she worked as a journalist there, but of course a post office wouldn't have a journalist. Looking at the situation of Gdańsk, its status was very strange. Established as a free city in order to guarantee the Poles a corridor to the sea, its majority were German-speaking. Poles were given certain rights and privileges. They maintained a post office, and of course there would have been a German post office. I think Polish intelligence checked all the letters that were travelling from Germany to Poland, and the German post office probably did the same to Polish letters that were going to Germany. I rather suspect that my mother's language skills were utilised in working as someone who monitored the mail travelling between the two countries. And this is perhaps where my mother was recruited into Polish intelligence. Now, back to my father. His regiment was captured quite early in the war. He told me that he never shot anyone. He spent most of the war in a prison camp. Prison camps for officers weren't so bad, they weren't concentration camps. But towards the end of the war, when the Germans didn't have enough food to feed themselves, there was no food left to feed the prisoners. And my father suffered seriously from malnutrition. Father received food parcels from Mariusz's girlfriend, who would have been the mother of the Mariusz that we all knew. My father's prison colleagues also had a wicked sense of humour. One of them had learnt hypnosis. They chose a poor victim and told him that they'd managed to hide away a bottle of the best vodka and that they were going to give him a glass of this. He was offered a glass of water, which he drank licked his lips and said, that was perfect. Do you want another one, they said. They gave him another one. The process continued and soon he was rolling on the floor blind drunk, all done with the powers of suggestion and glasses of water. My father's prisoner of war camp at Murnau was liberated by American soldiers. My father told me that one of the effects of the malnutrition was that he no longer had a head for heights. He was sent to join the Polish soldiers in Italy who had fought in the Africa campaign under General Anders. My mother's scouting activities meant that when the war erupted, she automatically found herself in the Armia Krajowa, the Polish underground army, which, among other things, arranged to sabotage the German war effort and a report on German troop movements to the Allies. 
Shortly before the fall of Gdańsk, my mother was ordered by the Armia Krajowa to move to Kraków. Here she got a job with a German publishing company, which was a great cover. My mother became involved in helping Jews to escape the ghetto. This meant that they would have a chance of not finishing up in the death camps. The pipelines which allowed Jews to escape from Poland needed money to operate. At some point, my mum went to some very wealthy Jews, I don't know whether they were bankers or merchants, this was before all Jews had been arrested, and asked for financial help to maintain the pipeline. She was treated with absolute scorn. Why should we help these scum to escape? showing up the class differences that existed within the Jewish community. Mother exploded with anger and said, What? I'm a Catholic, and I care. These people are my brothers and sisters. But for you, how can you turn your back on your fellow Jews? Shortly after this, Mother was arrested. She never ever put the two events together, but who knows what actually happened. Mother was moved around the German jail system. Interestingly, she wasn't sent to a concentration camp but she was tortured and beaten by the Nazis. She engaged in philosophical debates with her torturers. They would say, now you can see that we're the master race. And mother would quote German authors and German philosophers about the foolishness of believing that one is all powerful. And one of the pieces of mystery in the puzzles was that when my mother became seriously ill with jaundice, she was actually operated upon in the prison rather than allowed to die. Mother once told me that she was on a special list of prisoners who couldn't be killed without the express permission of Hitler. At the end of the war, as Berlin crumbled, bombarded by heavy Soviet artillery from the east, and Allied troops were approaching from the west, the decision was made to evacuate the most important prisoners and take them to a safer location. This rather shows up the total breakdown of intelligence in the German high command. A small group of prisoners were escorted by two German guards. They were ill, undernourished, and could hardly walk, and the Germans became impatient. One said to the other, we should just shoot them and save our own skins. The other one said, I'm all for saving our skins, but who knows who's going to be in charge here tomorrow? I don't think we should shoot them. And the German guards just left them. A small huddle of very weary, very ill, broken prisoners in a ruined city with shells flying overhead. And then suddenly, over a hill of rubble, a Land Rover appears. An officer in immaculate British uniform emerges, looks at the group of prisoners and says, I say, does anyone here speak English? In this way, my mother met Captain Lascelles, who was the Queen's cousin. Lascelles offered mother a job in helping to identify former Nazis, but my mum chose instead to help one of her fellow prisoners connect with her family. And in this way, my mother, too, eventually found herself in Italy. In Italy, there was a large Polish camp in a town called Ancona. The Poles had fought one of the last battles of the Second World War in Ancona, and it became a base where, temporarily, members of the Polish armed forces were grouped together while decisions were made about their future. My mother, as a member of the Armia Krajowa, was awarded the status of a member of the Polish armed services. In Ancona, my parents met... Their courtship consisted of lots of interesting walks. In one of them, my father took a gun and took my mother down some tunnels where the Germans were constructing an underground tunnel system to store fuel oil safely away from Allied bombing. The tunnels were unfinished, and when they got to the bits where the, there was wood shoring rather than concrete, they decided that discretion was the better part of valour, and they stepped back. 
My parents married in a basilica in Loreto, which was close to Ancona. Among the witnesses was Basha Bereza's mum, although she doesn't appear on the marriage certificate. My parents were transported separately by boat to the UK, probably arriving in Liverpool. In England, they ended up in the Delamere Forest Polish resettlement camp. Here, Polish soldiers were paid a basic wage and provided with some training. There was a great deal of fear that the Polish soldiers would take away jobs that should go to returning British servicemen. Sefava was taught upholstery, how to sew a bag from leather and how to build armchairs. For a long time, my mother had a beautiful leather shopping bag, which had been made by my father. Here my mother had her first baby, Jerzy, who died a few days after his birth and is buried in a cemetery near Chester. They moved to London. My father's first job was washing plates in a hotel in Park Lane. There was no proper washing powder, so they washed the plates in caustic soda without any gloves. My father's hands became very raw. He lived in a small flat, which they rented from Pani Sofia Duska, a Russian countess, in Shepherd's Bush. My father went to work for Wolf Rubber in Southall. And then, miraculously, he gets a job as a turner with a company called Geo Driver and Son, who are in Chiswick. They moved to St Albans Avenue in Chiswick. Shortly afterwards, I was born. But the story of what happens next will be in part two. <laughs>